So this is Robin Mendelssohn. Robin is another one of the leaders in the hub here. And we just felt to take these first couple of weeks of our new season of regathering, reconnecting, recovering, before we start a series or anything like that, just to take a little bit of time out. And so I shared last week about the cross and resurrection, just encouraging us in that as we regather. And today we just want to look at some prophetic words that we've had over the church and Robin, just a few weeks ago, just asked a few of our prophetic people in the church just to pray again and just see if God had anything else. And so we just want to share some of that this morning, this afternoon. It's doing so well. So, Robin, bless you. Thank you. Over to you. Great. Thanks, Andy. You've taken the first paragraph of my talk now, so... No, not quite. And uh, so, we've got four prophetic words, so... Um, A couple of weeks ago when we decided that Andy was going to preach on the first one, I'd preach on the second, um, and then I emailed out to to a few guys that we know and trust and and asked them just to, I just believed that God wanted to speak into our move here at the URC, so we sent out an email, and, and what we've had back is really amazing, so we just thought that Rather than me share it, I thought I'd get... I'm going to be careful I don't fall off the stage. Um, That would be funny, wouldn't it? That would be another preach, actually, I've got in my mind. So anyway, I'll store that for another day. Um, So we thought, rather than me share, it'd be better to to get the four guys uh, and lady uh, sharing. So, but before we do that, can I have the PowerPoint? Because... Um, I've been doing a bit of research into BCCs. And for those people that are new to the church and those people that have been here for a long time, I bet you've never seen this chap before. You've walked past him in his name a million times. And Eric has, because you were in the prayer meeting, so I know you've, you've seen it, that I shared it before. But um, I just wanted to share three things before I get these guys to share. Um, and... Where the church began, where we have been, and where is God leading us? So, I'd like to introduce this man to you, the Reverend Alfred Bird. Who was he? He was a missionary. He was a church pioneer. He pioneered churches in a church in London. He pioneered a church in Penzance, and he ministered. In, uh, in pioneered a church in Sandown in the Isle of Wight, I think, if I can. And that is a picture of Charles Spurgeon going to uh, see them digging the first sod, as they call it, uh, as they were laying the foundation stone in the Isle of Wight in Sandown. Um, and Alfred, Reverend Alfred Bird was asked by Charles Spurgeon to pioneer that church. And then he came to minister, so I'll put him back on there. So, uh, and then he came to minister in uh, Whitchurch Baptist Church. And he felt God call him to a little market town up the road called Basingstoke. John, have you seen this picture before? You have? Gosh. This came from uh, Whitchurch Baptist Church. And I was amazed when they sent it through to me. So in 1908, before Phil Norris, before Dave Richards, before Barney Coombs, they pioneered this in 
our town hall that is now called the Willis Museum. That's what we know it as today. And then, that's a picture of it in 1928. And so this chap is the founding father of the church that we know as Basingstoke Community Churches. And what is amazing, and what the point that I wanted to bring out, was that right at the heart of the seed of the foundation of what we love as Basingstoke Community Churches, was a man who had a heart for mission overseas, a man who had the heart for pioneering, building churches, and a man who had a heart to reach out even in his latter years. Now, it wasn't without his difficulty, because in 1908, his sight was failing, and by 1911, his sight had failed. So he pioneered this church in Basingstoke when his sight, when his health was failing. But it's just amazing for me to think that this is part of our DNA right from the start. Right from the start. And so, the next time you go into the Sarum Hill Centre and you walk past the two stones with his name written in, you'll know who you're talking, where, who, whose name it refers to now. And when you see that name, you'll see a man of, with a heart for pioneering, for a heart for mission, for a heart for reaching out, even pressing through difficult circumstances to see the kingdom of God come. So I just thought I'd share that as the first part of where the church began. It's part of our DNA. So where have we been? For those people who've been in the church a long time, you'd know, you'd know the, the, the prophetic word that came through from a chap from Bristol, I think he was, Peter Lyon. We, I think I've, I'm sure Phil and I have met him, yeah, and um, from Bristol Community Church, was it? Bristol Christian Fellowship. Thanks, Phil. I thought I could remember him. Um, his prophetic word about us being an Antioch church, that's for those who have just joined the church, that is at a church in Acts 11 that was known for sending out and receiving missionaries all over the world. And, and I don't have to tell those people that have been in the church a long time how many people this church and Basingstoke Community Churches sent out in mission across the world. And I don't believe we're done yet. Come on. And especially with what Phil and myself are seeing out in India, we're seeing God uh, move in new ways that we want to see pioneer. So, we've had that word about being an Antioch church that is part of our DNA. We've had the, ch- the word in, in 2017 when the church merged the three churches of north, south, and east about being a church without walls. And I think that we're still coming to terms with that prophetic word. But again, it is part of who we are. 
Come on, let's hear some amens. Amen. And so, those prophetic words should be part of our thinking because they're part of who we are as a fellowship. So, when I started, and when I emailed out a few weeks ago and had the prophetic words back, um, it was a massive encouragement to me to see what God is doing now. So, we've seen where it all began. We've seen where we've been. Where are we going? And so, um, Dave Ollie sent us, a, he uh, started praying. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. And, uh, and he said to me on the phone, he's actually quite surprised. This isn't in the, in the, um, in the uh, video that he sent through to us. He was, he was amazed at how quickly God spoke to him about us moving here to the URC. So, um, Dave Ollie's prophetic. Me, sorry not to be. Big hi from Jill and me. Sorry not to be there day one in the URC, but I wanted to share a prophetic word which I've called plugged in and turned on. I saw a newly completed equipment assembly waiting for one final piece to complete its build and make it ready for its function. And I sensed this was Hub Church in our recent seasons. And as soon as I began to play, pray, I saw a modern piece of substantial plastic molding. It was a component that was being plugged into this unfinished piece of equipment and it was as if the whole thing was waiting for this final piece before it was complete what was fascinating is that this plugged in component was standalone in the sense it had its own purpose and its own function but at the same time it was also necessary to complete the whole thing and it had two small electrical connections that as it was plugged in, completed the circuitry for the whole thing, as well as providing the necessary power for the individual component. And my understanding was very simple, that God is doing something beyond the immediately visible, as we're plugged in, as it were, into the URC, and in the process is turning on the power, fresh, uninterrupted power to the whole, as well as switching on the URC gathering. And my thoughts, again, very straightforward. This shiny white component is a new thing. God is turning something on himself. This is him plugging something in that completes this recent process of putting us together. And this plugging in turns on power, not just for the individual component, but for the whole assembly. The plugging in also turns something new on for the component itself. And if you'd like, we've talked about, behold, I'm doing a new thing as it springs forth. Will you not perceive it? And I do believe this is a significant springing forth moment in time, chosen by God himself to complete a particular season for Hub of assembling things together, plugging in, 
this final component for this season and in that process for the component itself to be powered up. So my encouragement is this is God, folks. This is God's timing and this is beyond simply gathering in a new place with the excitements and the frustrations and challenges. It is something that connects all the pieces together that have been in the process of assembly. This is something that God is in that will make sense of what's been going on and will suddenly bring power and life to the whole thing, empowering processes, projects, functions of many kinds. And I want to encourage leaders and church members alike with projects, dreams and visions to expect even today as we're sharing today for a new surge of life and power where buried dreams, buried things, buried ideas are suddenly visibly coming to life, springing forth into life, germinating, if you will, projects and aspirations seen in a new way that connects them together with functional life and light kick-started into action. God bless you today. Great. Dave, if you'd like to come up. Um, but while Dave is, is coming up, I just want to sh take a moment uh, to do two things. One, uh, for those who are new to our church, we believe in the foundation of the church, in the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And, and so for us, for all of us, as we seek to walk with God, we're looking to hear his voice. All of us, I think, would all seek to follow in his way and to hear his voice and to follow his leading. And if we listen for that still, small voice, then he'll speak to each one of us and lead us. And so, you know, it's, it's great uh, that we can... Uh, call on God and ask people to pray. It's not just these people that you'll hear today. We all hear God's voice. We all hear God's voice if we'll listen. Sometimes we dismiss it. Sometimes it might come completely out of the blue. But we, God will speak to each one of us as we spend time listening. So, Dave... If you'd like to share. Okay, thank you. So I was sitting in front of my PC and I'd been uh, just going through a study from the Bible Society actually on uh, the passage at the beginning of Jesus' ministry where he goes forward in the synagogue, takes the scroll of Isaiah and reads the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Uh, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. And so it went on. And as I finished looking at this and started thinking about what it was saying, I was very privileged to be one of those that received uh, the email through. And I thought, okay, so what have you got, Lord? What, what, why this? You know? Anyway, what came to me at that point is almost like I sort of zoned out a little bit. But what I saw was on a desk in front of me, I saw a large, very large, leather-bound book, a bit like a large ledger or one of the registers that you see in the registrar's office or whatever. 
In my mind's eye, it was red, but I'm sure that has no significance at all. And this ledger was open, and it had writing on the pages. There were still quite a few pages left to go in this book. And then a hand picked up a pen and a ruler and ruled right across the page, as if to close that book. Closed the book, pushed it away, and in its place there was another book, a brand new book, same size, same sort of thing, this time opened on a blank first page. And this same hand took the pen and hovered over this first page as if to start writing something. And I believe God was in that, and I do believe God was saying, you know, where we're headed is not just some more scribbles in the same old book. This is actually not even a new chapter in the same book. This is a totally new book that we're beginning here. A new adventure. Brilliant. Okay. Phil, if you'd like to come up. Again, you know, what we'd like to do is get these prophetic words out to you so that you can pray about them. You know, when the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary, um, it says, or rather when the shepherds in, with, with the birth of Jesus, she treasured these things in her heart. And I just want to encourage each one of you to, to as we get these prophetic words out, that to minister, it's our job to weigh them. It's our job to see, is this you speaking, Lord? And we want to be a church that listens for the voice of God and acts accordingly. Phil. Uh, I think one of the toughest things for people bringing prophetic words is, is the fear that you won't understand. <laughs> you won't get what happened because I'm sure both Davids uh, knew exactly what it was they saw, but actually conveying that in a way which not only makes sense, but also changes things, which is what God wants to happen, is, is another thing. So I wonder if I could just ask you maybe just to close your eyes and imagine what it was I saw. Because I saw a line of people um, in single file queuing up and passing through this building. So they were coming through the door that we've walked all walked through today. They were queuing up, but they were passing through the building. So they were coming up the middle here and passing through. It was like a refugee processing center in a war-torn country. I'm sure we've all seen pictures on the news of queues of refugees being processed. And I heard the words, people in need will be passing through. This is temporary. And I believe this speaks of a need for us to be even more outward looking as long as we are here at URC. And I think we must prepare ourselves that we may not see the fruit of our labors ourselves, but elsewhere, later, in others. And we need to be ready to welcome people who don't fit our past demographic groupings and who, if we're honest, we may not choose to work with given the choice. And I prayed again and later saw people 
within the church, that's us, on their hands and knees ahead of the queue. And they were painting the floor with a modern mosaic of bright colors. I hope you can see that. There's a queue of people coming in through the door, but ahead of them, there are people from within the church on their hands and knees, painting the floor with a modern mosaic of bright colors. And when the people in the queue, those people in need, entered the building and saw the bright colors, smiles broke out on their faces. And I believe this speaks of service to those in need, the church on its hands and knees and providing a bright contrast to the darkness of their lives. Praise God. Praise God. So there's work to do. Nancy, where are you? Um, God spoke to me about replanting an established plant, that we are an established plant being replanted. And um, when you transplant a mature plant, it's really essential that you saturate the ground. Because if you put a plant into a dry hole, then the root ball just stays static. So you need to saturate the ground. And then you need to fill in the soil and pat it down lightly. If you stamp on the soil, you compact it and it goes hard. What you need to do is keep watering it. And the water settles the soil around the roots. And it's when the soil is around the roots, the roots can absorb the water and the nutrients that are needed for growth. And I felt God say to us, go gently. For the leadership to go gently with the church. For us to go gently with each other that actually this is a time to leave even more room for the Spirit to do his work, to settle us into this new home in such a way that the root can flourish and grow. Because it's only when the fruit, the root is settled and can spread out that growth occurs above ground and flowering happens and fruit is developed and seed is passed out. So for all of us, go gently with each other. All of us need to give room for the spirit, not just in here, but before we come, just in how we live. Be seeking the spirit, giving the spirit room to settle us in.
Thank you, Nancy. Wow. I don't know about you, but um, there's a lesson. There was a lesson here for me because um, I fired off a quick email that took me one minute, literally, to to a few people, and and it was like giving God time. Going, I felt really strongly that God wanted to speak into our move here at the URC, and. You know, just in that one minute of sending out that quick email was the encouragement that four or more people needed to hear God for us. And isn't that great? Isn't that the grace of God that it just takes a minute for us to turn to God and say, God, will you help me? Will you speak to me? Will you lead me? Will you direct me? And isn't that a lesson for all of us? that at any point we can turn to the loving Father that we have and allow him to speak to us and speak into our hearts. So, what an encouragement for me as a leader. What an encouragement for Andy, for Phil, to know that this isn't one of our good ideas. This isn't something that we've dreamt up and we thought, oh, this will be great for us to do. Let's go and do it. This is something inspired in the heart of God. God has plugged us in here, and I love that word from Dave Oliver, that God wants to switch on the power. Come on, Lord. Come on. How amazing. And it's not just for us, it's for the URC church that meets here in the morning, that that would bless them. God is turning on the fresh power, uninterrupted power to the whole. That's not just for us as leaders, that is for each one of us. Dave said there is a significant springing forth, a specific moment in time chosen by God to complete a season of assembling the parts together, to release his Holy Spirit amongst us. So Dave's conclusion, this is God. This is God's timing. This is beyond simply gathering in a new place. This is something that God is in that will make sense of the parts and bring power and life to the whole church, empowering processes, projects, and functions. So can I encourage you, when this prophetic word comes out to you, just ask yourself, God, what do you want me to do? That word from Dave Butler, I love that picture of God's hand writing above the ledger, writing above an empty book. The book is blank. The pages are blank. It's up, it's up to each one of us. What is God going to write on those pages. I don't know about you, but it'd be great to get a mention. Not that I'm after glory or anything. He can have the glory. But just like Caleb and Joshua to be involved in taking the ground. That word is to each one of us. It's not to the leaders. It's not to Andy. It's not just to me. It's not just to Phil. It's not just to John. It's for all of us. What are we going to do? 
What are you going to do? And Phil Thomas's and Nancy's word that gives us more detail. You know, we all need time to allow the Holy Spirit to refresh us after this period of time, like a plant that needs to be repotted, replanted. It's going to take time to settle. Let's not rush it. Let's take time just to press into God's presence, to find his heart, to find his love and life for each one of us, his leading for each one of us. And that picture of people in need passing through here, there is work to do. And there may be people that we may encounter that are not like us, that are not like me, white, male, and my son, pale and stale, as he likes to, you know, call, white middle class. Thanks, Rhoda. I saw that nod. But people who are not like us, or not like me, gosh, I can't draw you into that. And God is going to draw people here. And what are we going to do? So please, as I close, can I ask you to stand with me, Andy, if you'd like us to... And I'd, I'd love us just to, just to pray into these prophetic words that we've had, just to allow God to speak to our hearts, just to receive them. Shall I pray? Yeah, go for it, yeah. Father, as we stand before you today, we want to thank you that you are a loving Father. That you love each one of us. That you want to lead and guide and direct each one. Even when we don't realize it, Lord, your hand is at work. And Lord, when we can't see your hand at work, we have to trust your heart, that it's a good heart. It's a heart that is, loves us and is after us and for the best for us. And Father, as we've listened to those prophetic words, those words that we believe are inspired by you, Lord, I pray that you would uh, instill them in our hearts, that you'd speak to each one of us, Lord, that you'd make it real for us. Lord, that you would switch on the power in this place. You'd switch on the Holy Spirit, fresh us to lead us. Cause your Holy Spirit to to, uh, fill us afresh, to refresh us, to lead us, to guide us. And that, Lord Jesus, out of this place, we would see your life and your love flowing out And that those people that you draw to us, Lord, that you would help us to help them, to show your love and your life to them. Father, help us to find our place here. As we we stay here, we don't know how long you've got for us in this place. But Lord, we believe that you've led us here and that you have purpose for us. And Lord, I believe that you would lead us in that. In Jesus' name.
Amen.